Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Serious Business, uh, episode three. We're at three now. Uh, joining me today, first and foremost, uh, so we don't forget him this time, is my lovely podcast guest, uh, Cantherion. How are you doing today? Oh, my gosh. I'm amazing, and, I, you know, I do feel lovely today. I, I, yes. You didn't have to say it, and I, appreci- I really do appreciate you saying it, so thank you. Yeah, you're very lovely, so don't ever think otherwise. And uh, our guest for today, a very good friend of mine, uh, Kingpin's legend, amongst other things, current uh, Toro's co-GM, please welcome Bauer. How are you doing today? Hello, hello, that is me. Uh, I'm doing mighty okay today. It's a very, very moderate day. Exceedingly mediocre. Yes, precisely. (laughs) Funny. Um, All right. So thanks. First of all, I'm super glad to have you on here. Um, Last episode, uh, for those who didn't watch, was Colby. Uh, And if you didn't watch, go watch that one. Um, We're going to follow up Colby. uh, Yeah, it was great. I love Colby. Um, that was a super cool interview, but um, I figured it would be we couldn't follow up Colby with someone also controversial. Uh, <laughs> so we went with Bauer. The safe uh, option. So hi there, Bauer. Um, so that we always have the same question to start pod, uh, which is what is how how did you get into baseball and uh, specifically the PBE? Intro to baseball, I, I said it uh, originally on the uh, Crush Fam podcast, the first time I was on there. Um, I kind of just grew up playing it. I started playing around six or seven, and uh, mm. that was right around the time when the Cubs were a good team, and obviously me being in Chicago, big Cubs fan, Sox poo-poo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that is uh, the yeah. opinion. Yeah, it's, that is the correct yes. opinion. I hate the Sox. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I've just played it basically my entire life. Loved the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't play it now anymore, but um, played it all through high school and everything. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously watching the Cubs the past uh, World Series in 2016, that was life-changing for me and yep. many Cubs fans as well. Um, the way I found PBE, though, I can't remember if I was on the actual out of the park forums or if I was on uh, out of the park, r slash out of the park. Um, I had just bought OTP 20 just because I didn't have a PlayStation and I needed a baseball game. And even though you can't actually play, you know, control the player and out of the park, you can still play basically the franchise mode, which is what yeah. I liked doing a lot most of the time anyway. And I was looking for some type of online league, and I joined a couple of them where you're just, you know, a GM of a team, nor- just normal online leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I came across professional baseball experience, and, you know, it, it said taking everything that you know about out of the park and kind of flipping it around where you're you're still using that base sim engine, but you only control one player. And I thought that was insane. And yes. the fact that they had, you know, their own league, they had people controlling the teams, actual contracts and everything. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And uh, I joined not thinking much of it, like at all. 
I didn't realize <laughs> it was going to become literally my entire entire social life, especially after after the whole COVID situation. Yep. But yeah, uh, yeah that that was my intro to it, basically. That's um, I I always laugh about sim leagues because they they have such a way of like dragging you in right like you think it's going to be something that you just kind of like shit post in and then all of a sudden you have like 600 hours in pve and you're like what the fuck am i doing absolutely <laughs> especially when I, I first got drafted to the railroaders like that di that discord was so active we were like genuinely like a family in there yeah. Like, that was the first thing I looked at when I woke up and the last thing I looked at before I went to sleep. Hmm. Like, it sucked me in immediately. Very interesting. Um, growing up, did you have a... We're already going off script, so I apologize if you're not good improv. Uh, growing up, did you have a, a Cubs hero? Like, someone that you really idolized? So I'm really weird with the players that I like because I always try and root for the people that nobody knows. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I was a really big fan. This is after the, you know, playoff runs by the Cubs. I really got into watching the Cubs when they were really bad and losing 100 games plus a season. So my my favorite player for the longest time was Sam Fold because his defense was amazing in the outfield. He kind of sucked at hitting, but... <laughs> and there was just weird little players. Like, I really liked Tony Campana. He couldn't hit. He couldn't do anything, but he was fast as hell. Um, <laughs> I, other than that, man, I don't know. It's just... Interesting. 20, 2015, 2016, I was a big fan of Matt Caesar, which nobody knew who he was, because, again, he didn't do anything. I just like picking out players that you know, don't normally get the spotlight. It's just fun to watch. Yeah, I, I get that a lot. Um, I think especially because in real sports, um, everyone tends to have very obnoxious opinions about superstars. Yes. You know, like... Um, LeBron. Okay, I, yeah. I will speak... Um, you're, not a, you're not a super huge football guy, right? I'm a football fan, but... Okay. Not Do you know huge. um you know Michael Thomas? Yeah. Yeah, and how like everyone always jokingly calls him like slant boy. Yeah. It is so fucking obnoxious to like Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> everyone yeah. just like like there's such a widespread um hatred around star players because they're so good uh that they naturally attract negative press. So there's definitely a lot of fun in rooting for like more obscure people. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's because nobody talks about him. It's it's like you're watching that one player. Nobody else really sees him, and you're just so excited. You're like, oh my god, they're in the starting lineup. Like I can finally see the player that nobody knows. Yeah, I think that guy for me was um, Henry Blanco, just because he, yes! you know Hank yes! White, man. Let's go. It's... I was a member of that fan club. Are you kidding me? But him, it's, yeah, him I think Coy Hill. <laughs> yeah, there there were a lot of um... just obscure players that like really were not good, but <laughs> I was just so excited to see them play. Yeah, watching <laughs> watching Tony Campana in center field was super painful because it yes. with all his speed he just he didn't read the he ball could well not at all. Play outfield, and he couldn't and he couldn't throw for anything. So no. like he couldn't even hit the cutoff. Man, it was bad. <laughs> 
But it was, yeah, it was entertaining because man, he, you just put him in as a pinch runner, and it was a, it was an auto steal. I don't think, I don't mean. Oh, easy, yeah. But he, <laughs> getting him on base was almost impossible. <laughs> he couldn't hit. That's he why he was a pinch runner. A yeah. That's funny. But I'm all about um... that life. <laughs> all right. Uh, so first of all, uh, congratulations on the Hall of Fame. Thank you. Um. Uh. It's it's Anthony Bauer, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Just it'd be really awkward if we got like midway through the pod and then you were like, you're totally not saying his name correctly. Um, <laughs> so Anthony Bauer has um, arguably, I, I think you can make the argument for one of the best um, slugging seasons ever, you know, where he sets uh, extra base hits and um, RBI record in a season. Yeah. Uh, do you think that Bauer is one of the best power hitters ever? See, I struggle to put myself in the category of best ever just because the people who basically built the league are just untouchable. So, yeah. like Julian O'Sullivan, Di Stefano, Vic Thunder, like, I don't think I'll ever put myself in the same category as players like that. I sure. think when you take into context like the modern era of PBE where you actually have a good amount of teams, you actually have a good amount of competition, I would put myself in the top tier of best modern sluggers. Interesting. It it's really hard to I, I just can't compare myself. It's it was a completely different game. I mean it's it's like comparing somebody from the MLB today to Babe Ruth. I mean look at the competition that Babe Ruth had. Sure. The Yankees had everyone. <laughs> he yeah. had no competition. <laughs> Whereas now every team just is star studded. So yes. everything is so much more insane. Yeah. So I think it's more like that where it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's just hard to put it in the same category. I, I like to think of it as eras where sure. that beginning, beginning group just, Insane, untouchable. Those records will never be broken, but definitely in modern era, I'll, I'll say I'm maybe top 10. Maybe? I think you could make the argument. If we're splitting into eras, I think you could honestly say top three. That's just possible. from power hit, hitting. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking just straight up slugging, then yes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so did you accomplish all of your goals that you had uh, with Mr. Anthony Bauer? No, no, I did not. Really? Um, my main goal for the longest time was to hit 300 home runs. And I would have gotten it if expansion didn't come around and I retired. <laughs> That's and, funny. Yeah, so I'm sitting on, I think it's 283. I can go check real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, 283. Yeah, 283. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> one more season and that might have happened. So that is easily my biggest regret because then I would have been in that top five home runs of all mm -hmm. time. And that, that would be insane. Sure. It, it makes me very upset sometimes that I could not have stayed that extra year. But... In the end, I'm co-GM of the Toros, so it would have been selfish of me to keep my player around just for accolades. 
<laughs> um so okay out of curiosity let's assume you leave anthony bauer unprotected do you really think someone would have like taken you oh if i wasn't co-gm and i was left unprotected somebody absolutely would have taken me really because, oh. like trade bait or do would they actually find like a need for you oh no i was still good with that big man on campus archetype you can still hit well into regression. I would have been sure. very viable as first baseman or DH for a couple more seasons. Huh. <laughs> That's actually very interesting. Okay, uh, good to it know. Hurts. I hate talking yeah. about that. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry I think, to hear that. I mean, we're not asking the real question, which is why was Bauer so much better in Indy? I, I... I have a theory, and I don't know if it's as much of a theory as it is just straight fact, that when you put a really good player in a really terrible lineup, he just doesn't perform. They don't have that star-studded fact where it's just like, you know what, screw this, I'm putting the team on my back, smacking 40 bombs out of the park. And that Cancun lineup that I was in was obviously not very good. And then once I got to Indy, they were obviously more pitching focused, but they had a, a better lineup in general. So I think surrounding me with better people just made me a better player. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, indie legend. <laughs> it was, it yeah. was a really, what a fun, I mean, that was the fun narrative for me that whole season. It was like, what's Anthony Bauer doing in Indy right now? <laughs> it, was, it was really it was fun as a, as a co-GM as well, because like, you know, I always have to be so focused on my team and I, God knows I love it, but it was really fun to have a player on another team and just have like a separate art going at the same time. Cause I could still root for Indy cause you know, my players there, I want them to win, but I'm also like, all right, but I'm also co-GM of Toros. So I want the Toros to win too. Like basically you got another fantasy team. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like you got three teams. <laughs> That's cool. That's funny. Wow. Um, uh, so I actually don't think I wrote this down on the, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't think of this. Did you expect Bauer to get into the hall of fame? Like when um, you, when you created, was this like a, a feasible goal? It was obviously my dream when I created, I saw sure. the hall of fame and I was like, that's where I belong. <laughs> um, I didn't think so. I mean, I started off fairly slow in Utah. I mean, I had decent seasons but it was nothing insane to where it would be like okay i'm on that right trajectory where i can possibly make a run at the hall of fame uh it wasn't really until i got to cancun and we had that insanely stacked lineup where everyone was just mashing the ball where i was like okay this is kind of where i belong this is where i can start smacking things out of the park and uh it it really uh, put me on the right trajectory. So I would say after I had that season where I should have won the MVP, I'll still take that to my grave that I should have won MVP that season. Yep. Um, after that, I was like, okay, I think I got a chance here as long as I stay somewhat decent. But sure. starting my career, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, this is this is happening. <laughs> I You know, it's funny because... Um... It's such like a lofty goal, right? Because of how long, I mean, uh, the average career in PBE, if you play like full length, it's like a year and a half, right? And 
that seems like when when I when you create, that's so far off that you could be like, oh, I want to get into the Hall of Fame, but dear lord, that is a long distance. So, <laughs> well, it's... creating as well. Like I didn't know I was going to be spending two years on this player. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought, okay, this will be fun for like a couple months, and then you know, one and a half years later, I'm like, bro, what, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, it's like the whole, I, I don't know, it's a, it's a journey with the character. We've done this a few times, right, where we did, like, the role-playing aspect. So, like, yeah. having fun with the, the PTs and, and stuff is really cool. And yep. then uh, the progression, but also the kind of side story of, like, how the teams are doing and how you're interacting with the teams. Uh, yeah. that's, that's definitely, like, one exciting narrative point for me this season is the addition of Tex Walker to the to the DVS lineup. Um I I went off today. I don't think I will ever have a day like this again. But I um, will one definitely be writing about one sim. I will definitely be writing about how uh, meeting Tex Walker again, you know, after the minors and then and and now playing with them is is definitely a big a big deal to Chris Jacob. And so it's like turning and we've talked about it like the successes and failures both make for good stories. So it's so I, I'm just happy I get like not average play to be able to do that. That's what's exciting for me. Hmm. Oh God, excuse me. <laughs> I just on, I just choked on something there. Um, dying. It would be unfortunate if I died in the middle of a podcast, but um if I ever die recording a podcast, I'm just gonna say everything I own goes to hummus. Smart. You don't want that. Trust me. No, because I'm giving he'll, him. Like, I'm giving him a giveaway. Dollars in debt. So <laughs> I gift you debt. <laughs> I figured it hey, would be a good the, promotion because they'll have like. A I giveaway. endorse that. The PBE Treasury could pay out one half of that. Actually, there you go. Um, <laughs> all right. Um. So in 2037. Um. In the PVE. Unfortunately, we have not reached 2037 yet. Maybe fortunately. I don't know. Maybe that'll be a terrible year. Yeah. Who knows? Um, <laughs> uh, Bauer uh, breaks the single season RBI record and uh, also sets, I, I want to say, extra base hits that year and then something else. Uh, going into that season, did you expect to have such a successful like career-defining season then? Uh, that lineup that we had in Cancun, I knew something big was going to happen because looking at it now, almost everyone here is maxed. We had myself, we had Ace Carter, who was in his prime, Michael Fitted in their prime, Tanner Hopman in their prime, Cade Munson in their prime. Raven Knox was starting to regress. Yep. Uh, we had Tilapia Salmons in their prime. We had Steele and Tentacion that were regressing. Yes. So that lineup was just ridiculous. And knowing that that was technically a season after my peak, um, but still still my peak, I knew something was going to go right. And uh, especially the RBIs, like that, the last few Sims of that season, I was like, please, please go check the RBIs. I want to see what RBIs I have. So <laughs> after every game, I'm like, did I get an RBI? What happened? Because there was a Julian O'Sullivan record. And I was like, I got to beat Juosu at something. I want to beat her at something. 
So yeah, just just all season. I think I had like over seventy at the All Star break, and I was like, "Juosi, you're going down." And uh, then I had a, a not a slump, but I just wasn't hitting as well. And then towards the yeah. end of the season, I picked it up again, and then that's when I took it over. So yeah, I I went into that thinking big things were going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to break the entire record like I did, and it still stands. Which I still have that. Tom Shu will not take that away from me. But yes, yeah. Um. So you were you were on the um, championship Toros roster, right? I was. Yeah, thirty four. Um, do you have anything? That, does anything? Um, do you have a memory or something notable about that team that still strikes you? Um, mainly the fact that most of the team when we were actually in the world series, we were all in voice chat when that happened. Really? Yeah. And, uh, that was really special because that was obviously my first championship in any sim league. Um, and yeah, there's, we were just partying, man. It felt really good. Like on, on the outside, it seems so small. It's like, yeah, it's just an internet game. We're all just chilling. It doesn't really mean anything, but it, it really felt like we won the championship. Like <laughs> I remember so Ryan, he was like screaming because he was the head GM at that time. I think steel was actually at work, during that, which was so sad, but uh, yeah, it's just that, that championship series, just the ups and downs because we were down three to one in that series as well. We literally pulled yeah. the Cubs. So it, yeah, it felt amazing. Um, in contrast, how did it feel to, uh, win a championship in Chicago? Oh man. Uh, whew. Yeah. I, yeah, that was, that was, I mean, there's three people that here in this call right now that were in that locker room. Um, you don't see dad get emotional much. No, <laughs> I man, think we all got emotional he was, there. Yeah, that was really... That was I, a very touching moment. If you haven't noticed, I'm a bit cursed when it comes to being a GM. Yes. But uh, <laughs> I don't win much. So, yeah. I think, uh, they'd, I, call that, I think they'd call that uh, not being a good GM. Yeah, I'm just not but... a good GM. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, when I created that team, obviously, I mean, being in the minors, your main priority is getting people acclimated with the league making sure people are active, getting people help and everything. But deep down on the inside, all minors GMs want to win. Like sure. you can't ask any of any of them. Yeah. And they'll be like, no, no, I don't care about my record. I don't care about playoffs. Playoffs. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we all want to win. And when I was GM there, we had a lot of really, really good teams. And I was like, man, this, you know, might be the one that finally puts me on the map. I finally did something. <laughs> and none of it happened. Um, but Dag and Moosey, they, man, oh, man, they have taken that franchise completely around and built They're a great. complete powerhouse in the minors. Yeah. I like, think, you know, I always, I always uh, joke about this and they never agree. But... I, in terms of like Hall of Fame GMs, now that that's open, I really think they have been like one of the three best GM groups for the last five seasons. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, they're going to get, you know, not as much credit because it's the miners, which is stupid because they're probably doing just as much work as majors GMs. Yep. Especially with how well they've contributed to their team. Yeah. But yeah, when I handed off the team to Dag, I didn't, I, I mean, I obviously knew he was the right man for the job. I wouldn't have handed it off yep. to him if I didn't think so. We have, we have a question for that later. Don't worry. But I didn't realize that him and Moosey were literally going to make this the powerhouse but, of the miners yeah. for so many seasons. Yep. And I I enjoyed my time with the team. I obviously came back and, uh, well, I didn't play originally. I uh, With my new player, I came to the team that I originally created, but um, there was a lot of tough seasons because we had a few seasons where it was like we were really, really good, but then the other really, really good team was the Hepcats, and they just somehow kept edging us, and it it really sucked. Yes. And then we finally got to the World Series where we weren't playing the Hepcats. Apparently, that was just the bad juju was playing the Hepcats. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that... It, it was a bit emotional, even if I had little to nothing to do with it. I mean, I was just a measly player here. I, did, I didn't build the team or anything, but it just it felt good seeing something that I created do something good. Yeah, I um, I mean, I definitely have to do a, a Taurus podcast eventually. Oh, yeah, I Taurus, God, a Kingpin's uh, podcast eventually, but yeah, that was a great moment. Uh, so last one, uh, talking about uh, Mr. Bauer. Are you happy to have played a majority of your career in Utah and Cancun? Uh, and also, why were you moved to the Hepcats? So I'll start it off with the Hepcats. Uh, yeah. I was actually Hepcats co-GM for really? a little okay. bit, a season and a half. Uh, <laughs> wow. Season 13. So season 13, Hepcats came into the league. Uh, KC15 was the GM there. Good friend over in Utah for me. Uh, and Person Man was the original co-GM. Sure. And in the middle of that season, little old Person Man had a team called the Scorpions to take over as co-GM. And so KC was left with no co-GM. I was like, hey, I know I'm new. But, like, give me a chance. And he did. <laughs> Even though yeah. I was still in the minors and on the Dillos. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's why I was on the Hepcats and traded. Interesting. Uh, as far as Utah and Cancun, I'll start off with Utah. Um, obviously, only played four years there, but it felt like forever. Like I alluded to earlier, uh, we were really a family in there. Like, I, I try to make... Every locker room I am, I'm, I'm in somewhat like that. But I don't think I can ever recreate that feeling that we all had in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had a, a huge falling out process, and that's what eventually led to me being traded and then going to free agency and then going to the Toros. But uh, I would not take back the Utah years at all. There is definitely a lot of controversy around that entire time. I said sure. a lot of things that were stupid. I mean, we all make mistakes. Yes. I never said anything insanely terrible, but there was definitely things that I regretted. Um, a lot of things against uh, SLM. 
a lot of things against SD Core, which is hilarious because he's literally one of my best friends now. Yeah. Uh, there was that whole Florida versus Utah thing where both teams just absolutely hated each other. I didn't even know why I hated them. It's just <laughs> that was the culture. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't take back those years at all. Um, obviously traded to Nashville after that. Stayed there that one season. Then my contract was up. Alex F. was the GM over there at the time. I didn't really believe in him at that time. I was like, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but I think I have to move on. And then I move on to the Toros, which has been pretty much the best decision I made in Sim Leagues. Because even though it was tough leaving that, you know, family atmosphere over in Utah, I've started to create a new family here in Cancun. So I think uh, th this is kind of backtracking a few minutes, but um, I have to ask, and you may not know the answer to it, but are you part of, or do you know the creation of Hepcat Hepcat as a real rallying cry for, for the Hepcats? I am the direct creation of Damn Hepcat Hepcat. Please, please explain because your actions, sir. I I don't remember why we were playing the Delos. I don't remember if it was just regular season or whatever, but I was obviously traded from the Delos to the Hepcats. And we were playing the, the Dillos, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to mess with them a little bit. We're going to say Hepcat, Hepcat, because their thing is Dillo, Dillo. And it, I don't know why it caught on. It really shouldn't have. But, yeah, that, that was the beginning wow. of all that. All right. Uh, well, everyone, thank you for tuning in to Serious <laughs> Business. Um it's over. It's over. We're not. Asking, we're never broadcasting again. We're not going to record. I will be ever asking again. for a trade from Cancun immediately. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, and, Dom. No, I'm, I'm joking, Ben. It's okay. Um, no. <laughs> it, it is I, I, that, like I said, I have regrets. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So you mentioned it a little bit there. Now we're going to get on to um your your gm ship at various teams what uh, was yes, my gm carousel the absolute fiasco that was the utah rail raiders excuse you railroaders railroaders oh my apologies uh my that is goodness. a that is a freudian slip that's a team from a different uh league uh okay so I obviously told you I was uh, co-GM of the Hepcats, and then uh, at the time, John DeMars of the uh, Anchorage Wheelers, he was stepping down. So I took a uh, head GM job at Anchorage Wheelers. So I was actually the Anchorage Wheelers GM for a while, and my co-GM was Miss Obvious. <laughs> this is the weirdest. How are you just, how do you have an interaction with everyone in this league? I, I tell you, I'm... <laughs> just i know everyone i just i do um i took on miss obvious because he was a cubs fan and super active in the dillos and i loved him i still love him he's still one of my best friends if i doubt he's listening to this because he doesn't take things seriously um but yeah that happened so i was gm of anchorage wheelers and then uh obviously a bunch of things went down with uh the railroaders i i'm not going to get into it 
I'm sure other people have gotten into it. You can do your own research on it. I don't sure. like talking about that. But uh, it led to AW stepping down. And I thought I was ready to head up. I, I've only been in here in the league two seasons. But I was like, you know what? What better way to learn than to be thrown in the fire? So sure. I took the job. It's like, you know, I, I feel like I have to do this. I have to bring this team back to glory. Not back to glory, because we were still a good team, but just get us back on the right track, pun intended. Um, but when I took that head GM job, I did not realize how bad the team actually was for the future. Like our whole cap and contract situation was just an absolute nightmare. And I just... I, I felt overwhelmed and didn't think I could handle it, which led me to basically say, I guys, I'm sorry, but I can't do this. I got to go. Uh, that led to me taking out my co-GM at the time, Jay Dre, still one of my best friends. Yep. I hired C-Mac on because he was going to take over the team when I was done after that season, which turned out to be amazing. I mean, C-Mac is one of the best GMs probably of all time. He took that Boise team, which he rebranded to, uh, all the way to the World Series. So, you know, can't fault him there. But uh, yeah, it's it was just just a lot for me. I mean, I I'm pretty sure I was still in high school at that time. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, oh no, no, I wasn't. I was just in college and uh, working a lot, and I I just could not handle it all. It was it was a lot of stress. Hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I I'm have sorry. This I, it's hard to explain it. No, no, no. I get it. I. It's tough to narrate these events without getting too personal. Um, and I, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna ask you to get on this podcast and just start shit talking everyone. You know. <laughs> so, um, I would much rather we take the route that is comfortable right so um <laughs> did we ever find out what gun control now's opinion on gun control was oh my <laughs> <laughs> did anyone ever like <laughs> yeah, looking back at it i don't even remember who that user was oh <laughs> uh, man oh man that was a very weird arc that happened. yeah it definitely <laughs> happened. Uh, I don't even know how that happened, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there it oh definitely did. Um, I, I don't even remember the details of that whole situation, but I just remember him like attacking the railroaders for some reason, and then our whole team went after him, which was, I, I gotta say, it was kind of fun. I was definitely involved again, regrettable. But, it uh, was yeah. it was us. It was a stand ups player. Who night night BLM? I think. Really? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a there's a warning track or there's a warning from. Um, it's it's actually uh we missed it by about sixteen days the year anniversary, um yep. September twelfth two thousand nineteen. Is that the username ago? gun control now? 
Um, and then AW takes the argument, and that's where that goes. So, <laughs> I and, yeah, I yeah. forgot all about that. I hate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is this is really funny that I found this. Don't pull up a quote of mine, please don't. <laughs> um, let me see if yes, yes, they actually do say my opinion is that we should have it. So we did get their opinion on if we need oh, gun control. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure there was like a whole thing, and then somebody was like, "Hey, gun control now. What's your opinion on gun control?" <laughs> Such an amazing like right argument. in the middle of an argument, like full fledged team yeah, after one uh, person. It's, it's uh Bovo. Bovo. Oh, of course it was. Of course it was Bovo. <laughs> this is a great. Um, yeah, for anyone who's listening to this and wants to find out, uh, it's in PBE General and just search gun control and you'll see it. Um, that is an amazing it's argument. Really something you uh, normally search in PBE General is <laughs> yeah, of gun course. control. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, what led to the decision to you and SD core uh, applying for the expansion slot? Oh man. Um, so SD was obviously in Cancun as well at that time. Yes. Um, and that's when I realized, Hey, you aren't a shitty person. I was just told to hate you. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he became one of my better friends. I mean, we didn't talk like extensively, but you know, I definitely liked him and I think he liked me. Probably he'll still say he hates me. That's just because sure. he's SD. But um, yeah, I, I made a joke or I don't know if it was really a joke or whatever in the, in the war room. I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about applying for uh, the miners expansion. And uh I don't know if it was SD that was like, yeah, I'll be your co-GM. Or I was like, yeah, we should uh, we should just team up on this. And he was like, okay, I don't remember how it happened, but it was basically just like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? Like, we'll put it in. And, you know, me having the experience that I did in the minors and him having the experience that he's had throughout the entire league, that basically got us a team. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> me having SD with me, that's, that is sure. the team. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, it was basically like a joke at first where it's like, oh, yeah, we, we can make a team together. And then it actually came through and we're like, oh, OK, so we're actually going to have a team now. Uh, did you expect to get the slot? Uh, so, <laughs> yes, no, and then yes again. So mm. yes, originally, because I was like, oh, you know, I only stepped down from that Utah gig because I just, I couldn't take the majors, but I can definitely take the minors. I love interacting with people. There's no contracts, half the stress. I love talking to people. This will be good for me. And then I got caught cheating. <laughs> so I had, uh, I had my infamous mock draft scandal where what happened? So when we had the mock draft in PBE, we obviously don't do that anymore. You don't see it. We have the draft parlay. Um, GMs got it for free because we're obviously drafting. So, you know, why would we be able to take part in the mock draft? Uh, I, f I forgot to put my name in there. 
really to uh basically free claim it because they still had you you know just put you know hey i'm a gm give me the average tpe i forgot to put mine in <laughs> so then a random new user created an entire new point task topic of his own mock draft on accident and i wow. linked i i posted in there and then linked that to my update page as my mock draft oh no i was like you know what if i don't get my tp i'm gonna, i'm going to make sure i do so uh yeah that that happened there was another user that also did the same thing and never got caught for it and i will not say their name because i am not a snitch and they still got away with it wow but uh that yeah so i claimed i claimed a rookie's mock draft as as my own tpe oh my goodness so yeah i i got fined four tpe because it was worth two uh yeah i know huge definitely ruined my hall of fame career um and then I was suspended for a week on the forums. And I was like, okay, well, there it goes. There's my entire reputation gone because I made, you know, a stupid joke. Which it was. It was basically a joke. I don't really care about the 2TP. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, at that point, I was like, okay, my, uh, my name is out of the hat. Not in there anymore. And then I had a discussion with HO and everything. Um, basically said, you know guys i wasn't really trying to be malicious or anything it was me just being a, the shit poster that i am like i i'm obviously not here to cheat you guys know me so that got through i got my appeal i wasn't suspended the entire week and i was like can you please just not not put this in the uh consideration for minor league expansion because you know obviously i'm still the same person i just made a stupid mistake Sure. And they were like, no, no, you know, you're still being considered. We won't take that really into consideration. That's when I was like, okay, we're back on. I might get it again. <laughs> That's wow. okay. Survived. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just, I like the idea of, like, it's the, the OG create your own meme was like let's let's post this rookie's task as our own and someone was like yes yeah that is hilarious i'm gonna copy that <laughs> like it would have been <laughs> even better if like you got a dozen people to go along with you yeah there was one other person that did it and again i will not name them they know who they are <laughs> it's hilarious but i will never snitch they're retired now so it's not like it even matter but wow are they still an active user um i think so if you're not sure then it doesn't matter <laughs> i'm not um, entirely sure all right uh we have i have four more questions we're gonna try to double time these because we're running stay i said i wasn't gonna talk much and i've taken up like 45 minutes yeah you're doing much better than you thought you're yeah. you're a very charming guy bauer um right. don't flatter me so, uh, what happens on uh, season 19 where SD core retires and then you and 20, and then what, uh, leads to, uh, Mr. Dagumpa becoming co-GM? Dagumpa. Um, 
so SD core stepped down. Um, I mean, he'll even admit it himself, especially towards the end. He just, he wasn't doing much. He had a lot going on both sure. in sim leagues, just in real life. He just, he wasn't doing much. So, you know, it, it's not a d- dig on him or anything. It's just, it was his time and he knew it. We had a conversation before and we're like, you know, if you can't be around, I'm sorry, but I need to get somebody that is around. And obviously we're still really good friends. So it's not like there was any, any uh, feelings hurt or anything, but uh, yeah. So after that happened, uh, I went on the uh, fake search of a new co-GM because I already knew who I was going to hire, but I had to make it look and get Degumpa a little nervous about uh, being, being co-GM. Yep. Yeah, I, I knew he was going to be the co-GM. Yep. I just, I had to get, I had to make him think too much about it because I'm, I'm mean like that. So yeah, I, I took in a bunch of applications and everything and yeah, I, I took it seriously. I mean, there could have been somebody that really surprised me, but it was definitely going to be Degumpa the entire time. He was mega active the entire time he was with the Kingpins, super active in helping with the team, just really loved everything about the team. And I mean, you can see that now, even in the locker room, he just, he lives and breathes Kingpins. Yes. So yeah, definitely maybe the best move I've ever made in the history of PBE was hiring Degumpa. Yep. Um, but yeah, and then after that, um, a few seasons before that, actually, uh, so Ryan stepped down from Cancun GM, uh, which obviously made Steel head GM, and I was not ready to move back up. I still had second thoughts about moving up to the majors because I had the whole Utah situation kind of made me a little antsy about going up there. Um, so user Shadows stepped up and was co-GM, basically just a ghost GM, just sure. step in. Steel was doing most of the work. Shadows was, I believe, off at law school. So as you can imagine, not much time for PBE. Um, then after season 20, Shadows was like, nah, I'm done. You know, I'm basically going IA. You're going to have to replace me. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm ready or not, but with the help of Steel, I know I've got, you know, good people. So I'm going to try and make that move up. And I did. And again, probably one of the better decisions I've made in the entire history that I've been here. Um, leaving Degumpa in charge of the Kingpins, I had absolutely no fears. I knew he would do a better job than I did. So obviously, I <laughs> do shit with that team. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I... I felt really good about him taking over, and I I finally felt really good about me moving up to the majors. Sure. Um, so after a, a season after that, uh, you become the GM in, or the co-GM rather yeah. on Cancun. Uh, yeah. Um, I kind of alluded <laughs> to that already. Yeah, yeah. But, um, uh... go ahead and just take us through that. Yeah, it was basically like uh, Shad, Shad was stepping down. Um, there was actually some controversy around that as well. Um, user Haseo 
obviously you know him from Kingpins. Yes. He was basically told that he had that co-GM job. And then I told Steele that I was interested and that threw everything off. Because Steele was like, wait a minute. I've been friends with Bauer since the Utah days. He's followed me here to Cancun, which again, basically the reason I went to Cancun, I love Steele. He's one of my better friends. I followed him over here because he was co-GM. Um, so yeah, uh, that threw a real real curveball. Um, Hasio did not like the fact that he was basically told that he could be co-GM. And then I came into the ring and was told, okay, actually, I, I choose you. Uh, sorry, Haseo. And <laughs> Okay, was that a Pokemon joke? Sure. Because that was pretty well placed because um, Haseo was, has, you know, a Pikachu as his we'll go with that. Yeah, um, that wasn't intentional, but that was really funny. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I I mean I obviously felt really bad and at the time Hasio really had beef against me because I mm. stole his spot and you know what I cannot blame him for that I if I was told hey yeah you can be my co GM and then somebody else takes over and they're like oh yeah actually we don't need you anymore I'd be like yeah that's kind of shitty so I absolutely understand um, we did have a conversation a week or two after that and we did chill out all the beef and we're we're more than good now but uh yeah there was a little bit of controversy around that but uh yeah it's basically just me being cancun it was like i'm here with steel we've already got a good team he's one of my best friends i think we can do something um and yeah now i'm sure. still here today yeah yep um do you think you'd be? Do you think you guys are you and Steel are good GMs, and are you content with the direction of Cancun right now? By the way, this was an awesome sim, so uh, it was. Yeah, um, I I find it hard to evaluate evaluate ourselves, um, especially with the situation that th the team has been in, because we had a really good team and then we basically sold it all. And we've been rebuilding from the absolute ground up. So I don't know if we can say we're good or bad GMs yet because we haven't seen the end result of what we have sure. done yet. Um, I would say we're trending in the right direction because we have obviously built an active team. We've got one of the more active teams in the entire league, albeit, you yes. know, still middle of the pack fighting for maybe a 500 plus record yeah this but is we're getting kind there. of the you're you're in the make or break of the rebuild you know like yeah. this is when you start to you need to start seeing progress yep yeah like people that aren't keeping up i'm sorry but you got to go we've got people that are gonna want to be here i mean i see this being one of the top free agent destinations for the next few seasons especially sure. for pitchers yeah, because we've obviously got <laughs> please the field. Come. Please, yeah, come. please. Oh my God, we need pitchers. <laughs> but uh, if if you look at our lineup, we have that set for the next eight to ten seasons, and mm -hmm. you're gonna have amazing defense, amazing hitting throughout the yes. entire thing. We just need the pitchers to come yep. come here. I mean, you've got the lineup behind you, so I we're definitely trending in the right direction. I 
I hope to God that we do something with this team. I, I really think we will. We're, yeah. we're all in that right trajectory. Um, everybody's earning well. I'm a part of the team. Steel's a part of the team. We're all meshing in that same, you know, kind of regression season. We're all getting good at the same time. So, yeah, I, I mean, as far as evaluating ourselves as a whole, I'd say we're trending well, but I don't want to make any judgments yet. Sure. Yeah, I think it's, well, it's uh, part of the interesting part of the rebuild is the fact that the Champions West is tough. Yes. As far as rebuilds go, because we essentially have three teams that are rebuilding at the same time. <laughs> like, so you got the Scorpions, the Serpents, and the Toros all kind of... We're all going to be pretty competitive around the same yep. time. Yep. Um, so and New Orleans kicks our ass every every series. Yes, every you know? time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I the, the hope... Be, um. Yeah, I apologize. Um, I think that'll be the defining moment of when the West is um, has finally shifted, is when the Scorpions and the Tauros and the Serpents can finally hold their own against um, that fucking amazing uh, New Orleans batting well, staff. It, it's not even just our division. It's just our entire conference is just stupid. Like, we have so... I mean... What the the East is arguably the best division in the entire league, and that's the other teams that we have to play the most. Like, yes, we're just yep. filled with so much talent. I mean, not to knock on the Legends Conference or anything, but it's just everything in here is just so stacked. So if you're not way above the competition, there's just no way you're gonna win. So that's why the rebuild has worked so well and we've sucked so many years is because everyone has been so good. It's easy to lose 80 games. <laughs> yeah, I just want to, um, I don't know. I, I think at some point something's got to give, right? I think it gets to a point where either like the GMs realize like, hey, we we have to not shoot for what our window should be and overshoot it or undershoot it or, you know, make some sort of a change. Cause I, yeah, I really see like in, in like two or three seasons, it's really going to be like really strong teams, not making the playoffs because we're just all shooting for the same window. <laughs> it's going to be really interesting. Well, I, I think we saw that with the recent Sarasota collapse because they saw how tough that division was and basically just went all in, and it didn't work. And then they're like, okay, well, it didn't work. Got to rebuild completely from the beginning. That was, you know, basically a, a move of desperation. I think that's what our division is going to become very, very shortly, where it's one team is going to have to make that move of desperation to try and, you know, outlast everyone. Hmm. And then a uh, follow-up question, unrelated, but um, do you think Steele's uh, Warzone content was actually good? Um, I mean, because his, his show content's pretty solid, I'm not going to lie, I've enjoyed that, but uh, but what about that Warzone content? Are you good with that? I, I think I made Steele the streamer he is. <laughs> I think wow. people watch that stream because I am hilarious. That's so. fair. That's yes. I mean, I, I do miss being able to make fun of Steel for playing Warzone. Now I just have to be like, "Oh, you're you're playing the show," and 
that's actually fun. No, I got nothing. Wait, now. wait, you're <laughs> playing a good game? I I can't Damn make fun it. of you for that. Yeah, no, I just have to be like, yeah, man, good job. Thank you for good content. Crap. Oh, we lost Dom. Oh no. Oh. You know, sometimes. house now. <laughs> this is my podcast again. Oh, he's back. No, oh, okay. I've taken Every, over. I, I rescind control. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. Kind I mean, thankfully, we're at the end, so this is this is the right time to have audio or technical issues. Absolutely. Know. I got to tell you, man, I I find it very difficult to talk about myself. I mean, as as much as I like to seem like I'm super arrogant and unlikable, as PBS folk like to say, um, I I really don't like talking about myself. So. This you're doing great. No, it's it, listen. It's, this is no. This, it's, it's been a lot of fun. This podcast is all about. So it's kind of the what I was shooting for when I first started the Crush Fan podcast, which was the oral history of the league and its users, and getting to know everyone. So this this is you're you're fulfilling that that need for me. Like it's I I get to scratch that itch because it's uh, it's definitely what has kept me the most engaged on podcast when I could just ask those simple questions and Dom, you know, he throws together he, he puts a lot of work into this. He puts together all Absolutely. these questions and does does actual research which I can't relate to and um yeah, I mean it's you know, it's it, we appreciate you opening up about stuff and, and sharing kind of the nonsense and and owning the Hepcat Hepcat. I mean that's a big one to me. I I yeah, it, it might I'm take sorry. me days to get over that to be honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's but, like uh, yeah it's uh it, it's it's weird for me because obviously people know me as dom will stay very yep. often i'm a shit poster yes <laughs> on the forums i'm always shit posting um but every now and then i i i do like to get serious about things i mean People don't normally see that side of me because I normally am just the comedian. I make a joke out of everything, but uh, getting getting serious like this and you know talking about my life, you know my life in sim leagues, all that it 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 does feel good. I yeah. I hope people can like for once take me somewhat seriously. <laughs> it it does suck being the shit poster because. You know, everyone thinks everything you're saying is a joke when sometimes I'm like being genuine. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Trying to like I, pretend something isn't affecting you. Like, yeah, no, you totally yeah, got me, exactly. man. But like in on the inside, you're like, that actually cut me super deep. And I can never there, tell yeah, anyone because I'm the comedian. I'm the jokester. There's been times where people have said certain things to me. I mean, I'm not going to name any names or anything. I don't want to start anything. It's all in the past. But people have said things, you know, in general or in management where it's just like it got me at just the wrong moment where I'm just I'm not feeling it. And like it made me want to just, you know, delete Discord for a bit, just log out, don't talk to anyone. So, I mean, the shit, I mean, nobody can say nothing affects them. I mean, obviously, words hurt sometimes. But, uh, yeah, so it it does get to me a little bit, but. For the most part, I'm I'm pretty well going on that. Um, thanks for keeping it going during my annual 
uh, Discord crash. I don't know what's wrong with my clients. It just straight up, once per call, it'll just disconnect me. Um, That's really weird. If, if anyone here has experience with that, let me know. Uh, <laughs> um, what are we at on time right now, uh, Kenneth? We literally just hit the hour. Okay, wow. great. Um, <laughs> that is perfect timing. Uh, before I do uh, the closing question, uh, Kentherion, do you have anything you want to uh, ask Bauer real quick? Or, um, you know the I don't want to ask him anything, but we've we've talked about this in the past. We've goofed a lot on this in the past, but I just want to like for the record, Bauer is probably the user who has engaged me the most outside of obligation so what i mean by that is he he wasn't my gm he was just another player and um maybe he hasn't done the most work to keep me in the league but he's definitely one of those users who like engaging with him especially as like a fellow chicago you know fan and native has been like a big reason that i've stuck around so thank you for like I, I, you mentioned, you know, having to put on kind of that, the jokester persona. I appreciate that you let that down, and we can have conversations sometimes. That 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 means a lot to me as a person. So so thank you. You are literally gonna make me so emotional. I hate that. <laughs> that that um, was always my goal. I I love making people love the league that I love so much. Like this this league has brought me so much happiness and. You know, it's it's become such a big part of my life that, you know, letting other people see that light of how much how much this league can better your life, how you can make friendships. It's just it, it makes me really happy when I I can help contribute to that. So thank you. Wow, that is the cutest thing I've ever heard on a podcast. Right. Um, Shut up, Tom. Yeah, no, I um. Valerie, you're a great dude. You really are. Um, and it's super cool to have you on here. Um, <laughs> you know, I I was laughing um a little bit earlier because I noticed that uh, your username on the sibling that is everyone's dad. Um <laughs> but I I really see you as um maybe not necessarily a, a paternal figure, uh, but someone who uh, is very in- intelligent and engaging. And will not always admit that or outwardly display it or even believe uh, that you are that type of person. Uh, but no, you're a, you're a great dude. Um, so I guess we'll wrap to our last question. After oh a long time GM and a Hall of Fame player, what does the PBE mean to you? Uh, at this point, everything. I. I've poured my my heart and soul into this league pretty much. I mean, it's it's been tough recently. Been working a lot again, going back to school. But um, I I don't have a a crazy social life outside of this. I'm I'm pretty lame. So this this is my go-to place for uh, for just being around people, and uh, it's it's meant absolutely everything. I mean, I've I've had my dust-ups. But I've also had some crazy friendships come from this league, and I wouldn't take back any of it at all. I uh, 
I, I truly love it. I, it's not much more to say than that. I just, uh, I, don't, I don't see myself leaving here anytime soon. I think I'll be a 45 year old man married with kids and still on my 50th player trying to beat Tom Shoe's records. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this, this place is, it definitely changed my life for, for the better. Absolutely. That's great. That is, uh, it's crazy how much goes into um, watching some poorly animated figures hit us. I know, man. <laughs> it really is. At least it's not fucking dots. <laughs> um, uh, maybe, maybe someday I'll try out the ISFL. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw that take. No, in. that is that is a totally correct opinion. Um, all right, so. Uh, first, to wrap up, I want to mention uh, thank you so much for being here, Bauer. Uh, it's always great to talk to you, man. The next two episodes, we're trying to get um, Chess and uh, Current Crabs uh, Co., I think, sorry. Uh, so those are going to be two great episodes. Really looking forward to having them here. Uh, if you haven't watched the uh, first two episodes we did with Poe and Casey Colby, amazing episodes as well. Uh, every time I do one of these, I think it's going to go terribly, and it always goes great. Uh, they are increasingly more and more fun. Um, so thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, thanks, Cantharion. You are the world's greatest co-host slash recorder. And uh, if it wasn't for you, I would not be doing this project. So uh, that's all for me. Uh, Bauer, got anything you want to shout out? Uh Toros will Torres. win the World Series in season thirty-three. Okay. You know, um, if that becomes that comes true, then this will be the most listened to podcast episode ever. It better be. Yep. <laughs> um, and then uh, Cantherion, anything you want to say? I mean, yeah. That I, I hope that. Um... You know, yeah, it would be fun if all three of us, like all three of our, our like rising teams in the same division, each won a World Series. I would actually really enjoy that. Like, I would enjoy that too. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, just, um, I don't know. I, I'm hopeful that, you know, we got to get that, uh, that World Series podcast going, and it won't be this week, obviously, so maybe next week. I'm trying to get back into the Crush Fam podcast, but real life keeps getting in the way, so um, no promises on it, but uh, hopefully soon. I, I really want to get back to introducing rookies and you know get, get them a little bit of a jump on their pay as well. I feel like that, that increases that engagement and keeps them excited, too. I miss talking to rookies. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's the one thing that makes me sad about this podcast is that um, there are a lot of people that I love talking to that do not have enough history yet. You know, you gotta, yeah. you have to at least have one player, I think. Um, yeah, I get that. But uh, yeah, can I can I just say one thing? It is so weird to me that I'm considered someone who has history in this league. I still consider myself like a newbie. Yeah, and then you're I realize, yeah, I, yeah, then I realize I've been here like over half of the league's entire existence i'm like damn man i've been here yeah. a while and i feel like i missed so much <laughs> yeah it's uh it's crazy how the the veteran status sneaks up on you um absolutely 
All right. So uh, thanks all for tuning in. Uh, this has been Serious Business, Episode 3 with Bauer. And I hope you all have a good night. Peace.